Welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. So this is uh, me doing two things at once. Um, So we'll see how I get on with that. What I'm actually going to do is uh, Facebook Live. I'm currently obviously doing a Facebook Live on um, sourcing your cleaners for your service accommodation business. And I'm also recording this for a podcast. So those of you that are listening to this podcast episode, I haven't gone crazy. I'm, I'm, I know that it is an audio, but I'm recording a video at the same time. So um, as long as you uh, are aware of that, you won't think I've gone completely crazy. And for those people that are actually watching this on a live video, um, I am wearing a progressive stripy shirt. And so I've been talking at an MSOPI, a multiple streams of property income event, about service combination and uh, the... The dress code for us speakers is stripy shirts, so I'm, I'm not a weirdo that likes wearing stripy shirts in my spare time either. So we got that bit out of the way. So this episode, podcast episode, uh, on sourcing your cleaners for service combination. Now, it's a really important aspect of service combination. Your cleaners are so important. They are the... Um, the most instrumental, uh, fundamental part of your business, and you have to get uh, this right. You've really got to get the cleaning side of it right. Now, just to make life even harder for myself, I've decided that I'm going to read the section that I've got in my book, um, which um, uh, handles or talks about cleaning companies and sourcing your cleaners and the sort of things that you've got to get done. So I've got a book that's coming out soon. So watch this space on serviced accommodation and I'm just going to be reading this book or reading out this particular section of the book as a podcast as a Facebook live so it's not it's going to be a little bit wooden because I'm just going to be reading the the script and so bear with me Uh, it's hopefully going to be good value for everybody listening and watching this section so cleaning and housekeeping then I strongly recommend that you don't entertain doing the cleaning yourselves on your SAs, on your service combination units. Okay, you might in the very early days do the odd one yourself. I can honestly say that I have never done it, but I know that some people do when they're starting out. Again, there is plenty of money to be made from service accommodation and the cleaning of them should definitely be paid for out of the turnover. Okay, so you shouldn't be doing it yourself. If you want to be able to scale and avoid overwhelm, then you take my, adv- my advice on this. The cleaning is undoubtedly one of the most important parts of your service accommodation business uh, to get right. And it will be one of your main overheads and it is important not to be paying too, paying too much per clean as this will have a significantly compounding effect over time. It's also imperative that you source cleaners that you're going to be able to work with for the months and years to come. Um, Your initial meeting with your prospective cleaners is very important. You need to feel that you will be able to get along with him or her. You should trust your instincts on this because experience tells me that if you have your doubts about somebody... You are right to have your doubts and you will probably regret it later 
on if you if you don't listen to your instincts. So please trust your instincts. The cleaning of your essays is the biggest moving part in your business. As you grow, your cleaners will need to grow with you. You therefore won't always be able to have the same cleaner every time. And obviously, some cleaners are going to be better than others. You will inevitably, from time to time, have the odd issue that needs to be resolved with your cleaners. When the minimum standard of clean is not met, then it's obviously going to need to be resolved. This might be down to the fact that the cleaning company are temporarily short-staffed and had to rush that day to get all of their cleans done. It might be because they're training up a new cleaner who isn't yet up to standard when it comes to SA cleaning. Issues like this can be resolved and sometimes there can be some compromise between you and your cleaners to achieve it. But if your cleaners are not reasonable enough to understand when they need to raise their game, then it's going to be a difficult relationship for a while until the inevitable happens and you have to source new cleaners. So bringing on new cleaners can be disruptive. It can be a disruptive transition because it takes a while for everything to run smoothly. And so this should be avoided if at all possible. And this is why your initial instincts, you need to trust your initial instincts when you meet someone is so important. As well as deciding if you will be able to work for a long time and grow with your cleaners, you also need to get quotes from them. It might sound a little obvious, but this is a vital part of the process because there are so many variables. And before getting into a business relationship with both uh, relationship with anyone, <laughs> both sides need to be very clear on what they expect from each other. So that each other. So that is absolute common sense. My advice is that you ask what their hourly rate for cleaning is. And please bear in mind the VAT. Does their price include VAT? If they are not yet VAT registered, then they are likely to become VAT registered or are they likely to become VAT registered anytime soon? Because when they do, they will probably need to pass the costs on to you. Most people will start their service combination business with a new limited company, which doesn't have any existing turnover and therefore it will not need to be VAT registered. I will cover the VAT implications of running a service combination business in more detail in a later section or, and in a later podcast. Once you, your uh, turnover has hit the requisite turnover, which uh, the government changed periodically, um, so you need to Google the, uh, the current rate, you will need to be VAT registered. And when you are, you will need to claim back the VAT element of your cleaning bill. So as you can see, it's important to consider the, and plan the VAT implications when choosing your cleaners. Now, just because you, because you have established the hourly rate, and let's say that is £12 plus the VAT, it doesn't mean that it's going to cost you £12 plus VAT to have your small one-bedroom flat cleaned. It's important to ask the cleaner how many hours they will charge you for a clean. It might only take them an hour to clean a small one-bed flat if it hasn't been left too messy uh, by the previous guests, but would they really be willing to do it? The reality is that they will often need to drive across town to get to your flat and carry the, the new laundry up the stairs if there isn't a lift, as well as their cleaning equipment, and then they're going to do the clean and then carry everything back down to the car. Would it be really be worth it to them or for them uh, to do all that for £12? And clearly the answer is no. So 
If you manage to get a cleaner to do it for that price, then you will have done very well, or at least initially, because I would guess that after a while, they will tell you that they need to up their price uh, or they're going to start to look for an alternative contract. Okay, so it's important to get this right and to be fair um, with how much uh, you, you're going to pay your cleaners from the outset. So they're going to look, you know, if you don't get this right, they're going to look for a contract that is less work um, and more money. And it might be too late to renegotiate once they're telling you that they are quitting. So it's important to get this right and to be fair from the outset. The key point I'm trying to make here is find good cleaners and pay them a fair price if you want to keep them. If you have more than one property, you need to confirm what the price will be for each property. The price will go up um, for the larger property and it, and it is relative to the number of bedrooms as well. So you need to remember that. If you have more than one, I recommend that you get the cleaner to visit the property with you before confirming the price. Otherwise, there may be an issue further on down the line if the cleaner says that they didn't realise the property was so large uh, or if it was so hard to get to, etc., um, you know, from when they initially quoted. So you also need to establish from the outset what you want the cleaners to do for you when they quote. Now, this is so important. You've got to get this stuff right, okay? And this is what needs to be done from the outset when you're getting your quotes. Your cleaner will usually be the first person to visit your property after your guests have gone. And there are some really important things that need to be done at this time. So different things that I highly recommend that you ask your cleaners to do for you. Check the guest key is where it should be. So wherever you've told your guest to leave the key, then your cleaner should check that the guest key is there. Remember, it is unlikely that you will be around when your guests leave. So you, you will probably tell the guest to leave the keys in a specific place. This could be posting them through the letterbox of the property after locking the door, or there might be a standalone letterbox in a bank, you know, a letterbox uh, bank, um, quite often in the communal area when you go into the uh, apartment block, um, which you often uh, have. And so wherever it is that your guests are told to leave the keys, it's vital that your cleaners confirm that they have been left behind. And if they haven't, they must inform you as soon as possible so that you can contact the guest who has just left and, if necessary, arrange for the spare set of keys, um, arrange for a spare set of keys for your guests. If this isn't done by your cleaners and the previous guest didn't put the key where they should have or indeed left them, um, then your next guest will not find the keys where they should be. Or your meet and greet person, if you're doing meet and greet, will not find the keys. In either case, this will cause a last-minute hassle for you, um, your team, or your guests. So this can be adverted if you get your cleaners to check this stuff for you. So this is really important. Get your cleaners to check the heating. Many of our properties have heating controls that could be set remotely over Wi-Fi. And this is by far the best solution for controlling the heating. If the heating is set from inside the property only, then this will need to be checked and put back to the regular setters settings by the cleaners. Often guests will put heating on to constant, and so this needs to be addressed. As with the other reasons listed here, it's a good idea for your cleaners to do the clean as soon as possible on the day of checkout to avoid unnecessary heating bills, because clearly if the guests have leave, left the heating on full um, and 
up high and you haven't got a check-in for several days, you know, then it's going to cost you money if the cleaning isn't going to be done as soon as the guest checks out. So another top tip. Bathroom and extract. And extractors, um, bathroom extractors switched on. Okay, so firstly, it's very important to have extractor fans in bathrooms as some properties do not have them. Your cleaners should check that they are switched on as many guests choose to switch them off, which will cause a buildup of condensation and mould. If the extractor is too noisy or operates for uh, too long on a timer, you should have this rectified because this will be why your guests are turning them off. One solution is to have extractors that operate when there is humidity in the air and not just because the light is switched, uh, the light switch has been turned on, so they're the um, humidistat type ones. The problem with light switch operation is that in the summer months, especially um, the summer months, especially the guests may not even switch the light on, so therefore your extracting extractors are not going on, and that's going to cause condensation and damp in the bathroom. So really important, and so get your cleaners to check that your extractors are uh, switched on, not switched off, because a lot of guests switch them off. So damages, things that are missing or broken. Although this is rare, and uh, damage needs to be, although this is rare, the damage needs to be flagged up to you immediately. This is so that you can raise it with your guests and, if necessary, arrange how they would like to pay for the damage. I.e., should you take it out of the deposit or charge their card? Um, or would they like to pay by bank transfer? A significant delay in contacting the guest is going to create a scenario whereby the guest is more likely to challenge it if challenged if it was their party who caused the damage. Um, or, for instance, they might suggest it was the next guest. So... This is one of the reasons that you always want your cleaners, uh, your cleaning to take place the same day after checkout um, and as soon as possible after checkout. Okay, The cleaners should have the ability to take a photo, so usually on their smartphones, of the damage and send it to you. There may be, uh, there may be more cost-effective ways of doing this and uh, things inevitably change over time. So for that reason, I won't recommend... Uh, which ways to, to uh, be doing the photos because that uh, can clearly uh, change depending on your circumstances. But a lot of people at the moment are doing it via uh, WhatsApp. Okay, I'm going to cover Wi-Fi later, but if your cleaner pairs with your Wi-Fi, they will be able to send you photos for free over the Wi-Fi. I will cover reviews later, but it's worth mentioning here that... Um, falling out with a guest over some minor damage is not worth getting a bad review. Um, and so bad reviews will cost you money over the long run. So you have to make your mind up whether or not you're going to try and bill guests for really minor damage. Okay, You have to consider the fact that the lead guest who made the initial booking is going to be the person you call, and that person might genuinely not know that someone else in the party caused some damage, and you should be as tactful and polite as possible when you call and always give the, the benefit of the doubt unless it would be impossible Um for them not to know about the damage. If something is damaged, you need to decide on what to do. And this decision normally uh, revolves around when your next guest is due to arrive. If it can be fixed in time, so be it. But if not, and the damage will have a significant impact on your next guest, like a broken bed, you will need to take some action to get on top of the situation. In an ideal world, you will have one or two options. Obviously, the greater options, the better. The greater number of options, the better. So 
Ideally, you have different handymen to choose to get to uh, sort this for you and to call. Hopefully, one of them will be able to come and fix the problem. If not, and you have more than one service accommodation, you may be able to move them to a different unit if the alternative is suitable. If you do, this is a nice way of phrasing it, um, that you're going to be offering a complementary upgrade uh, because of the maintenance issue. If you're not able to offer an alternative, then you can always contact the other SA operators locally and see if any of them can accommodate the booking and you simply transfer the money to them and if necessary, pay the difference. Hopefully there won't be too much of a difference, uh, bearing in mind that the other operator would not need to pay any commissions on the booking to an online travel agent. So, you know, booking.com, Airbnb, and therefore should be able to offer the same uh, discount. They might even be able to do it cheaper, bearing in mind that they uh, probably thought that they were not going to get a booking at all as they were clearly not already booked. And so some money in the bank is better than no money in the bank. So it's always worth bearing in mind you could move the booking to a different operator if if uh, you have got some damage or a maintenance issue or something that's going to stop your guests uh, moving in. So... Uh, there's a lot of things already that uh, you are asking your cleaners to do for you. And I've just flagged up some of the things that um, your cleaner can make you aware of. And damage is one of those. And the sooner you find out about that, the better. Okay, inventory then. Will your cleaners check your inventory? It's really important, this one, um, because otherwise, who is checking your inventory? So if cutlery is going missing, glasses are getting broken, all of those things, you don't want to be getting a bad review if... Um, you know, people haven't got enough cutlery to eat with. So checking your inventory when you're getting your quotes for your cleaners, this should be one of the things that you're asking your cleaners to do. And with all of these things, if you ask retrospectively afterwards, it's going to be harder to get them to agree to that at that point. So inventory. You also need to know if minor things are missing like cutlery plates, cups, glasses, etc. Because over time these get broken or simply go missing and you don't want to find out by reading a negative review that there was only one fork for a family of four. It's good to have a spare stock of these um, types of item so that it can be easily sorted out. We buy things in bulk, not only to get cost savings, but also so that we can replace things um, with like-for-like like items, okay? So you haven't got um, things that don't match. TV remote. This is so important that you get your cleaners to check your TV remote is there. Okay, not in someone's bag on the train up, you know, going north. Okay, or not hidden down the side of a sofa. Okay, so have a place for your TV remote and your cleaner needs to make sure that that TV remote is in that place. Um, it's important to check your TV remote is present and the batteries work. <laughs> Another key thing to check is that the TV menus are set to English and some guests will change the TV settings to their own language. So that's got to be checked. And so... You show your cleaners how to change it back to English if it has been changed to a different language. We first did this using Google Translate, okay, in our early days, once we had confirmed the nationality of the previous guest. These instructions can be left inside the guest manual that I will cover later um, and with other user guides and instructions for your guests and cleaners to refer to. If the TV remote is missing when, whether lost down the side of the sofa, accidentally thrown out with the rubbish or taken by your guests, I recommend you have a spare all-in-one type of TV remote that can be used in an emergency. So that is another one. So that was obviously uh, checking the remote. 
minor faults and repairs. Your cleaners are the most likely people on your team to spot things that need to be fixed. This could be something like a window that doesn't close properly because it's dropped a little bit or the toilet system doesn't fill very quickly. If things like this aren't flagged up um, and you, you know and you get them fixed first, the first you'll know about it is by getting a bad review. It's important to check the light bulbs are working. And I advise that you have plenty of spares at the property so that your cleaner can change the blown ones for you. So again, this is just more stuff that you need to be negotiating with your cleaners uh, before, you know, when they are quoting to do your work. So replenish your welcome pack. Most SA, off, uh, SA providers or most SA operators provide tea, coffee, milk, sugar in the kitchen and some soap and shower and gel and, and, and shampoos and those type of things in the bathrooms, okay? This, this is what comes in the welcome pack for your guests. That's similar to what you might get in a hotel. You can keep the spare stock in your lockable cupboard or box. Highly recommend you keep this stuff locked or under lock and key and you can get um, you know, a lock box that works um, with a combination because they're better because if it's a key, then the keys could go missing, okay? Um, or you can have a lockable cupboard. So we have lockable cupboards uh, in quite a lot of our essays that work, again, on combination. So you can have internal locks that work on a combination that your your cleaners and check-in people um, um, have got the combination to, and that's where you can be keeping your spare stock of stuff. Okay, so clean and dirty linen. This is another important thing. So you need to arrange coordination or you need to arrange and coordinate with your cleaner on how and where to drop off your used linen, towels and sheets, etc. And where to collect the clean stuff. The cleaning company might have a base or office where the laundry company can drop off the clean and collect the dirty. Okay, Or if not, you'll need to establish where and how this is going to happen. An outside store or shed could work, but please ensure that there is clean, a clean and dry place um, if it doesn't have, and make sure it doesn't have any little furry four-legged creatures. Okay, so that's really important. Some cleaners also offer to launder and press your linen for you. If this is the case, then storing the linen is going to be their concern. It is worth bearing in mind that this arrangement might work for a while, but as you scale up, your cleaner is unlikely to be able to cope with the volume, and so it might be worthwhile switching to a commercial laundry company sooner rather than later. So there are, uh, so these are the main things that you should ask your cleaners to do for you, and this should be made clear when they are quoting for your business, because if you ask them to do this retrospectively, they may understandably raise their prices or simply say no. There will undoubtedly be some initial teething problems that you need to work through with your cleaners. But as soon as you have entered into a business relationship with good people from the outset, this should not require too much effort. So I, I sort of touched on linen and laundry earlier on, so I might as well cover that. This is another excerpt uh, from my service accommodation book that is coming soon. Watch this space. Um, so I'll just talk, um, uh, cover that section. So linen and laundry. As with furniture, you can hire or buy and you should use plain white hotel standard uh, linen. So you can add colour by using cushions and throws. So that's my recommendation. Commercial laundry, laundry companies may offer to source linen for you to buy at a discount from their suppliers. 
especially if you were going to use them on a regular basis to launder the linen. Others will offer a hiring service, which includes laundry, which is good for cash flow as you won't be buying the linen. It might be the case that when you are first starting out, that hiring linen is not a viable option because there will be a minimum weekly cost and it might be too expensive for you to use them um, until you are able to give them more laundry to clean due to uh, economies of scale. Depending on the quotes you receive, you may decide whether to hire or buy. The amount of linen required for an essay is often underestimated and I advise that you take advice from the laundry company or linen hire company on this. If you're going to buy your own, my advice is that you need three sets of bedding per bed, which allows for one on the bed, one in the wash and one on the shelf. You should have this set of three for each turn. You are likely to do one a week. So if you are likely to have three turns in a week, you should have nine sets of bedding per bed. So you need an awful lot more bedding than you might uh, have thought initially. So if you have three, a three-bed house and you average three turns in a week, say three two-night bookings, you will need 27 sets of bedding. And this will depend on your clean linen being dropped off weekly because if it's longer between drop-offs, um, you will need even more. If you hire your linen, then this won't be a problem because the linen company should ensure that they have the right uh, level of stock themselves. So that's some advice from me on how much laundry you need and working with linen and laundry companies and whether you are hiring uh, or buying your linen. And remember that your cleaners, integral part to your service combination business, they also need to be able to work with your uh, laundry company. Okay, so it's really important to make sure that you marry those two together and, and discuss that from the outset when getting quotes from your cleaners. So hopefully you found this Facebook Live and podcast episode useful. Those of you that are listening and watching, it's a little bit wooden because I was reading from my book and so I wasn't flowing as much as I might normally do. But... I, su I suppose it gets it out there that I've got a book coming. So a book on service accommodation. People ask me, when will the book be ready? Don't know. Okay, I need to pull my finger out and get it finished. And so the more you lean on me, the quicker I will get it done. But that's just an example of some of the content that is in the book. It's not going to be a, you know, just a pamphlet type book. There's going to be a hell of a lot of useful, valuable information on serviced accommodation because I think the... The, um, the service accommodation sector needs a really good book, a comprehensive book on service accommodation. So that's what I intend to provide for you. So hope you, you found that useful, everybody. And tune in to the, uh, hope you found this episode useful. And here's to your success in serviced accommodation. Thanks, everyone. And goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. If you have any suggestions on future content for this podcast, please message Kevin via his Facebook page, Property Soldier.